Hey, welcome to the Gig Life Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie Taylor. This is a few gig tales. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes? In this little sub-series of the Gig Life Podcast, you will hear some interesting tales, stories, anecdotes of life on the road, stage and studio told by the musicians and the artists that were there. Sometimes the names will be changed or removed to protect the innocent and the guilty. Today's episode features three tales. First up, Virginia Lilly with a story about a chance meeting at Frankie's Pizza in Sydney, followed by Tony as a party's tale of a Sydney underworld figure, and finally, Frank Cora tells us of a trippy encounter in Amsterdam. Warning, some of these stories contain adult themes, drug use, and rather bright language, so listener discretion is advised. All right, a few gig tales, episode two. Here we go. So one night, I think it was, I'm not sure if it was uh, Frankie's Pizza's first birthday party or, I don't know, it was, it's, it was relatively in the early, I think in the earlier days when they're, you know, just getting off the ground and killing it. And um, so I was there and it was, you know, packed house and bands playing and it was all going off and it was a lot of fun. And then I had a friend text me and she's like oh are you inside and I'm like yeah yeah I'm inside she goes oh can you come and get me I'm in the line outside and they won't let me in and I'm like oh yeah no worries I'll, I'll, I'll come up and see what I can do so I go up the stairs and all of a sudden I just smell this hot like it just stinks for marijuana I've just got so distracted and I was just like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and there's these three black guys right a bit further down the road and they're like Hey, how you doing? I'm like, yeah, good. How are you? My God, that smells strong and rah, 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 rah. And, you know, and they're like, here, have some. I'm like, okay. So I'm like smoking away on this thing and and uh, and this guy's got like this really deep voice, like this really American voice. And I'm like, wow, your voice is amazing. I was like, you should do some voiceover work. And he's like, oh, you think so? And I'm like, yeah, you should really do it. Like, you know, your voice would be suited to like, uh, do you know Wolf Creek? Do you know the Australian film Wolf Creek? He's like, no, man, no, I don't know that. I'm like, oh, man. And I'm rattling off all these films that he could do voiceovers for. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he goes, so what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm a singer. And he goes, oh, really? And I said, yeah, yeah, I sing there at Frankie's quite a bit. You know, it's a great venue. And he goes, yeah, it's an awesome venue. Next minute this chick comes up the road and she's like, oh, my God, just like screaming at the top of her lungs going, oh, my God, I love you, and starts running towards us. And I'm thinking, oh, who, like I thought, oh, who? someone's around that, I don't know. And she grabs me. <laughs> And she hugs me and she's like, oh, my God, you're the best singer. I love you. Like, I'm like, oh, wow, thank, thanks, man. I'm stoned now. I'm just going, fuck. Oh, <laughs> All right. Yep, cool. Um, and um, this black guy's going, well, you must be all right then if you got people coming up the street. Yeah, I'm like, well, I don't know, man. Like, you know. And then so we're chatting away and, you know, having a laugh and, then I said, oh, shit, that's right. I forgot what I came out here for. <laughs> I've got to get my friend. 
<laughs> and um, he's like, oh, well, let's go back inside. And I'm like, yeah, okay. So we're hanging out, having a few drinks, and it was getting a bit late. And I just said, oh, look, i, I got to go. You know, i got a bit, bit of stuff on tomorrow, so I'm going to get out of here. And they're like, oh, no worries, man. You know, see you later. Blah, blah, blah. I get home and then uh, I wake up the next morning and, um, you know, eventually get to my phone and look on Facebook and there's Frankie's pizza <laughs> page with uh, these three black guys that I was smoking with and telling that, you know, you should do voiceover work. And they're like, uh, you know, it was great to have Cypress Hill in the, in the house. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. Oh. I just smoked a joint with Cypress Hill and told him he should do voiceover work. Oh, no way. (laughs) When I first started playing in in, in bands and and I was touring with the family band Africa, my brother was on drums, my my other brother Joe was on guitar, my two sisters were uh, sax players and, and vocalists. And we were in Adelaide. And my brother Miles was a bit of a lad. He didn't uh, take any shit off anyone, you know, from so many fucking fist fights. <laughs> because we were one of the first sort of funk bands. Everywhere we went, it's rock and roll. And Miles would stand up, I'll stick your rock and roll up your fucking ass and it'd be on. But we were in Adelaide and uh, we're at this bar after work or something. And there was this guy at the bar and he's being hassled by a few guys. And this guy at the bar was wearing a suit. He's a pretty big boy. And my brother Miles had a few and he was always sort of a righteous guy. If he saw someone getting picked on, he'd, he'd go in and help it. So he ran up to the, he walked up to this bloke and said, you want a hand, buddy? And the guy gave him a pat on the back and said, no, 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 it's all right, my friend. No, I'm, I'm fine. Anyway, he sorted that stuff out. We became friends with this guy. Now, we didn't know he was an ex-criminal from Sydney hiding out in South Australia. And But he befriended us and he used to come. We were working at the old line. And he used to come to the old line and watch us. And we became really good friends. And at the old line, there were a, hump, a whole heap of really big, heavy bouncers. I mean, bodybuilders, you know. This is back, I'm going back, oh, my God, like the 70s. And, but they were just dogs, you know. If you see two little guys having an argument, they'd literally sprint and shoulder charge them. And they were just, and, and this guy, um, he fucking hated them with a passion. And he, he's telling us how they're all dogs and they're fucking cats and they're, you know, they wouldn't, uh, whatever. And he said, you watch this. And he's, this is, man, Lion Hotel, six, seven hundred people packed. He said, you watch how big these, uh, how much, how, how fucking cowardly these people are. So he strips down to his underpants in front of everyone, walks around the whole club, past the bouncers and everything. They don't say a word. And he comes back to us and he said, see, the dogs, anyway, we end up going to a party a few nights later where all these bouncers were and was with us. When I say with us, it was only me and my brother Mars and George and maybe one other person. It wasn't everyone. Uh, I went back to this party, you know, it was on the pierce and whatever, and starts talking to these bouncers pretending to be their friends. And they're all they're fucking huge, muscly pricks. And starts, oh, mate, you guys are amazing. You know how many... And pills, you do what weight do you lift and doing all this shit, setting them up. Uh, and at the time, I didn't know what was going on. I was literally, I was only 17. And he goes, I still can't believe this happened man, in front of my fucking eyes. So he says to the guy, um, I bet you've got really good balance. And this one bloke goes, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, we've got good balance, you know, bullshit, bullshit. He said, I'll tell you what, I'll give you $100 
which was a lot of money back then, if you can balance a schooner on your head and walk across the road, if you can do that without dropping it, pull the hundred bucks out, I'll give you that hundred dollars. And me and Mars, my brother Mars, think, what the fuck's he doing that for? He's got to do that easy. And the guy said, okay, you're on. Everyone's sort of laughing and stuff. So we go out the front uh, on the road and the guy puts the schooner on his head and he starts walking across the road real slow and shit and he's about two steps away from getting up on the footpath and, and losing his hundred bucks and fucking pulls out a gun and shoots the fucking glass from the top of his head and says, oh, well, you lost, mate. You owe me a hundred fucking dollars. Everyone was in shock. And the guy gave him a hundred bucks. Yeah, there's um, many minutes ago we, we, we toured over and um, through Europe and through UK. And uh, we got to, um, uh, oh, jeez, Amsterdam. <laughs> Amsterdam, you know, and a few of the boys, you know, love, love the old weed, so it was legal there. Um, I decided to take mushrooms on, um, on the stage, you know. <laughs> and, um, yeah, love mushrooms. Haven't done it in such a long time, but when you're in Amsterdam, it's legal, you can do it. So I took these mushrooms, <laughs> and they got all these different, different blooming strengths of mushrooms that you can take, you know. So, so I, I, I dropped these, um, these uh, the second tier up, the Mexican mushrooms. <clears throat> oh, the best time. But um, I, I dropped them before sound check and we were playing at Paradiso. Um, if it's been a Paradiso before, you know, heaps of bands play there and, and um, we're upstairs. But downstairs, um, this was, I dropped these mushrooms before sound check. So I went to sound check. You know, yep, sweet. And I started morphing out and then uh, went into the other room and I, I sat, up, sat up in the seats up the top to watch um, the other band sound checking. It was Miriam McCabe. Um, if, uh, you know, Miriam McCabe, she's an African artist that did the click song oh. back in the 70s. Yep. Um, and uh, funnily before that, I, I saw this film and it, um, I don't know if you've seen Soul Power. It's the uh, documentary that was shot where there was a music festival in Zaire um, for the fight of Muhammad Ali versus George Foreman. Yep. And Murray McCabe was on this documentary and I was like, whoa, that's that lady that was in Soul Power. So I went along to go and watch the woman, um, the sound check, and had finished the sound check. And uh, yeah, I was trying to talk to the musicians and their faces were going like this. And I was like, well, man, that, that sound check was, that was amazing. And, and uh, you know, and it's, I, I I can't quite remember how it sounded, but I had a great time. <laughs> and then, um, so yeah, you know, everyone goes back to the hotel rooms and gets kind of ready for the show to happen later on. Um, we did the show. Um, we, we pretty much finished our show at the same time that Miriam and her band had finished their show. And um, I didn't realise this at the time, but that was her last performance ever. So she was going to, you know, retire after this performance at Paradiso. Um, so when you go down to the green rooms, you've got to go underneath the venue and you go through these kind of tunnels and halls to get to your green room. And she was coming out the other way and I was you know, going past. By this time, the mushrooms had worn out and I kind of sorted myself out. <laughs> so, hey, c- congratulations on your last show. Um, yeah, I hope it was a wonderful show. And she goes, oh, thank you very much. And then she, she got chauffeured out and then... Um, taken to the car and you know we carried on had a few more drinks etc etc 
Uh, next morning, um, Miriam McCabe had died a couple of hours after returning back to her hotel. Oh. So, um, yeah, I was I was very fortunate. I know I was on mushrooms, but I got to see her uh, just before she died after her final performance. So that's a story that's always stuck with me. Fuck. Um, I, did, I yeah. did not expect that. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I thought the story... I thought the story was going to be as you went downstairs and you fell, <laughs> you yeah, fell yeah, your yeah. arm or something. But yeah, yeah, and then and then the, the what's it called? The theme song. Anyhow, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. yeah, man. Yeah, bro. That's yeah, so, yeah, so but like it was it was a beautiful way. That was a beautiful way for her to end her career as well as like she died peacefully. She just yeah. like went back to her hotel. Um, and yeah, she died in his sleep and um, called it quits and see you later. Mm. So yeah, that was a, that was a cool story, man. Yeah, always keep that close to me. Um, yeah. I hope you dug those three tales. For more information on Virginia Lilly, Tony Azapati and Frank Cora, check out the links in the show notes. Um, those three have been guests on the Gig Life podcast before, so go back and find those episodes. Um, stay tuned for a few Gig Tales episode three coming soon. Um, if you have a Gig Tale and you want to share, get in touch with me via the socials. Links also in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe, share, rate, and review. All right, that's it for me for now. Catch up with you soon, guys. Bye.